Well, Janet Yellen said there would be no bailouts for Silicon Valley Bank, but then the financial regulators stepped in and guaranteed depositors would get access to their money without losing a cent. But all is not sweet in the banking world in the US. Heavy losses in the values of regional banks for fear they might go the same way and bond yields well down as investors start to wonder whether central banks can continue to raise rates without something else breaking. So the Fed, the ECB and others, they are all in a bit of a tight spot right now. It's Tuesday, the 14th of March, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, if you were thinking perhaps bond yields might bounce back today, you'd be wrong because another 20 basis points off 10-year treasuries down to 3.5% now. Two years are down 50 basis points, down below 4.1%, actually below 4% at one stage. UK 10-year gilts have lost 27 basis points. 10-year bunds down 25, even though these are massive moves that are basically taking us back a, a month or so before we started seeing the rising hawkishness of the Fed and, uh, and other central banks. Not such big moves in equities, except for some banks although the VIX index has uh, peaked over 30 today for the first time since October. The Nasdaq is up half percent at close today, 0.1% fall for the S&P 500 and 0.3% down for the Dow. And financials down 3.3% and regional banks will they hear more. First Republic Bank, for example, has seen their share price fall 66%. Western Alliance Bancor down 51%. Com America down 31%. Uh, absolutely devastated by this uh, fear of contagion in the United States. And across the board in Europe, big falls. The DAX down 3%. The Eurostoxx 50 more than that. The FTSE 100 down 2.6%. And the US dollar has fallen a further 1% down to 103.6%. Six on the DXY. That's the lowest in, uh, well, almost a month. Uh, but less risk in the air has seen the Aussie climb 1.5%. Well, I assume it's that, up to 66.8 US cents, or perhaps just less risk in Australia versus the rest of the world. The yen is up 1.3%, the pound up 1.3% as well, the euro is up 0.9%, and oil going lower again, WTI, now below $75 with a 2.4% fall this morning. Same size drop for the Brent, which is now below $81, actually below 79 at one stage, not far from a 52-week low. Spot gold up another 2.3%, that's 54 in the last few sessions. So lots going on. Uh, let's look at the latest on the bank crisis with NABS Rodrigo Catrill. Um, uh, so look, you know, this is obviously the crisis is extended, hasn't it? Because we had uh, New York Signature Bank also closing up shop. Joe Biden has said those with deposits in SVB and Signature Bank will get their money, which must be a big relief for Circle, the uh, crypto payments company that had $3.3 billion deposited at SVP. But uh, I mean, there's still... Massive uncertainty, it seems, Rodrigo. I mean, just looking at the valuation of, you know, those regional banks changing this morning, people are getting out of the smaller banks that have got uninsured assets, basically. But where does all this end? I don't think anyone knows, do they? <laughs> Morning, Phil. Uh, yes, uh, the volatility is certainly coming from, from the banking side. And um, all the measures that uh, the regulators and the Fed have introduced have given a bit of reassurance that uh, there won't be a, a bank run on deposits. But certainly what we're seeing is a bank run from investors. Um, and as, as you pointed out, uh, you know, particularly those regional banks have been sold very heavily. But the, the big banks as well have also underperformed down, you know, between three to five percent as well. So um, what, what investors are, are looking at is, is, is the level of exposure that uh, these banks have to, to those deposits uh, um, and, and to, to what extent, you know, uh, um, this um, this run or potential run on, on deposits will, will affect them. Um, and, uh, and certainly, um, well, what is interesting to, to note is that um, 
at the moment, um, you know, we've seen not only a, a huge and very aggressive repricing uh, of, of the yield curve entirely, the whole yield curve, um, but also mm. in terms of expectations of what the Fed will do. Um, um, you know, not long ago, you know, a 50 basis point hike uh, was, was part of their consideration or, or with high probability. Uh, and now, you know, we have not only Goldman Sachs, but other major U.S. banks calling for, for no change, given the uncertainty that this, um, um, you know, uh, is created between regional banks. Yeah, and and some now saying because we of course we were looking at 100 basis points or more over the next two meetings, and no hope of the, of any rate cuts. Now the markets are pricing in, possibly seeing rate cuts later this year. I mean, we are back where we were what six months ago. Yeah, or even more. I mean, this is this very aggressive. Not only um, overall, we've seen probably around just um, probably just just one 25 basis point hike, uh, and then over 80 basis points of of rate cuts uh, quite aggressively. Mm. Um, so, so it is. It is quite a shift in terms of the dynamics, and also what history tells you is that when you, you know, recessions tend to be triggered by by a crisis, and 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 what we're seeing is that yeah. the, the re, you know the steepening of the curve or unwinding of the flattening that we've seen that was so aggressive, it also tends to be a precursor of 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 this recession. So, to some extent. Uh, the market is now thinking, well, the U.S. recession that we have been expecting from, from the flattening of the curve is actually probably happening or coming sooner than than many had uh, had thought. Well, yeah. I mean, surely that was a warning sign, wasn't it? I mean, it's the most inverted for 210 since, uh, what, since the 70s, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. So, we, I mean, uh, over minus one, you know, over 1%, minus 1%, what was it, 1.1% or something, now, da- now down to minus 61 basis points, and we're still seeing massive moves. And yet... Uh, Obviously, equity markets back on the rise in the US, in other sectors, obviously not in the banking sector. So that obviously they're going, yes, that's it. Done and dusted for rate rises. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, You mentioned the 70s and this is the kind of the crucial part, because if you think about the reaction function of central banks, particularly since, you know, the early 2000s uh, or late 1990s, you think, well, there's a crisis coming, you have to cut, you have to provide all the support to, to, to the economy and the financial sector, um, and then all bets are off in terms of hikes. Um, but if you think about the 70s and the 80s, that's a very different scenario because uh, inflation was out of control. And, and uh, the reality is that inflation is still uh, elevated uh, uncomfortably, uncomfortably high, and not only in the US, but other parts of the world. Um, and then the reaction function of central banks um, you know, it's different. Um, and uh, I think the test will be in terms of what happens this week and next week, not only with the Fed, but also the ACB in terms of how they react. Yeah. Um, you know, well, they- so German two year bond yields down 40 basis points today, yeah. as though we are expecting the ECB is going to be on hold, I guess, in case something breaks in Europe. I mean, it's it would be a dangerous move, wouldn't it? In this, well, yeah, we, so, you know, we know that there might be European banks exposed too. Yeah, so at the moment, the, the pairing of, of rate hike expectations, particularly for uh, this week's, um, hasn't been that aggressive in, in that sense. But before, um, you know, all the messaging coming from the Hawks, particularly in terms of the ACB and uh, uh, President Lagarde, the market was pretty comfortable with the idea that a 50 basis point hike was coming this week. Uh, now it's down to 38 basis points. Uh, but more importantly as well, uh, the market is also questioning that guidance that May or the next meeting in May would also have uh, uh, another 50 basis points in it. So um, there's certainly been a, a, a significant pullback in that. Uh, but at the moment, the market is still pricing 
um, a smaller rate hikes, if you like, coming from the ECB. But certainly, uh, that's the first central bank that will be tested in terms of all this uncertainty, uh, whether they do 50 or not. Um, there's there's a, um, a reports of um, government uh, or members from the council saying that there's enough uncertainty there and volatility that will justify at least uh, 25 basis points, if not no no rate hike uh, this week. Uh, uh, but our sense is that given the inflation dynamics and the fact that we have not yet seen a significant uh, contagion, if you like, from, from the U.S. financial sector in Europe, um, that a 50 basis point hike is still should still be treated as the base case. Um, and my guess here is that they will do 50, but they won't give you that strong guidance that uh, a May fee, mm. uh, hike will be coming. Uh, and would also reaffirm the market that, uh, or reassure the market that if there was to be any turmoil, um, the, the ECB would stand ready to provide uh, all sorts of facilities, uh, like a new LTRO for banks, for instance, in order to support the, the system. But maybe there won't be the contagion. I mean, maybe, you know, the, the, if, yeah. they, if they do push ahead, because, I mean, it is particular circumstances, isn't it? It's it's smaller banks that have, well, in you know, in the case of the uh, of SVB, uh, that, you know, they had their, their bonds, a significant bond holding, which lost value. They didn't reprice it according to, to, to market conditions because they didn't have to because they fell beyond the yeah, uh, sort of like, you know, having to, to meet the sweat, the sweat test or whatever it is. Uh, and, you know, that's a particular set of circumstances, isn't it? So, for example, in the UK, you know, the, the, the local version there of SVB was scooped up by HSBC. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I guess that their, their balance sheet and the undervalued bonds got lost in the fact that they're being bought by, by a bank that's got three trillion in assets. So easy to, you know, a big is good in this case, isn't it? They're easy to scoop up and that contagion has gone away. Problem solved. It's only those smaller banks in, in this particular set of circumstances, unless it sort of breaks something else in the process. Well, I think um, you talk about break in the process, and um, uh, Tapas also talked about this uh, yesterday. What we're seeing, and, and similar to, to that um, issue that we had in, um, in, in the UK with the pension funds, is that you know, all this aggressive tightening from very low levels, um, close to zero and negative in, in, in Europe, um, you know, creates tensions and, uh, within the financial sector. And they um, you know, as the tide turns, then you, you realize that some are swimming naked. And, and at the moment, this is just one example of, of what could happen. And, and I think that the market has now become a little bit more aware that there could be other unknowns out there. Um, it, as you say, maybe it's not a, a, a heavy tech bank in Europe, but it could be something else. Um, mm. And certainly uh, the fact that the interest rate have been rising so aggressively, uh, it will hurt. And, and, and soon it, it could be something there that uh, we don't know yet that uh, will affect uh, Europe or other other economies as well. So that so uncertainty put, so is, is creating um, yeah. or forcing investors to become a bit more cautious and, and getting out of banks, for instance, uh, makes sense. And yeah, but it also puts the Fed and the other central banks in a tight spot, isn't it? Because they, what are they now? They're worried about bank collapses, and uh, will put inflation on the back burner. You know, I mean, you know, they've got to focus on both. Yeah, um, my sense is that we're not there yet uh, for central banks to throw the towel on inflation uh, or uh, trying to bring inflation down. So that's why I still think that the ECB will hike this week uh, and and will retain that concern around inflation, uh, but also highlight that they will stand ready to support. Uh, the market, if there was to be any any repercussions coming from uh, from the crisis in Europe in the US, right? So uh, rather timely, we, we probably could have waited a few days for this. US CPI is out later on today, tonight, 
so, you know, the number that we've been hanging on, out for. So if this shows inflation is not slowing as much as expected or perish the thought, you know, starts to rise again, what do the markets do then? Well, that's the great question, right? So that, that's, again, a, a reason why we think markets will, will remain quite volatile. You know, uh, the, the market, particularly when you think about that core reading, uh, the market is seeing um, a little bit of unease when you think about the year-on-year number down from 5.6 to 5.5. Uh, the core reading for the month is seen at 0.4 uh, unchanged from the previous month. Uh, but again, the details of, of that CPI core reading will be important. And, you know, to what extent is the services side still so strong and, and, and rising, if you like, uh, or, or whether we see some easing in, in some of those dynamics as well. So uh, not, it's not just the, the headline, but the details within that will be important. And um, if you're still seeing sort of that services uh, inflation uh, rising, uh, I think it will make it very difficult for the Fed to uh, completely stop, if you like, uh, in terms of the, the rate hike cycle. Right, but slow down perhaps a little bit. So, But slow down perhaps, and yeah. the UK, so we get employment numbers there. We, we also, the, basically, the, how many people have, have got extra jobs, the unemployment rate as well, average earnings, claimant counts, lots of data there, which will all be of interest to uh, to the to the Bank of England. Um, but again... Yes, you know, it's, and, it's, and again, the, the key one there is average earnings. You yeah, know, um, of course. Uh, it's expected to, to decline on a year-on-year year basis from 5.9 to 5.7. Uh, 5.7, if you think about what the RBA has been saying, and it's still inflationary. You know, it's, it's still elevated and it's still high. Um, so um, those dynamics in terms of what's going on in, in the UK, the shortage of labor and everything is, is keeping, you know, those, those wage pressures elevated and it's making, uh, you know, the Bank of England decision very difficult as well. Yeah. And yet the pound doing quite well today, isn't it? Actually more than the euro, for example, as though I guess money's got to go somewhere. So it's gone to the yen, but also interestingly yes. gone to the pound. I mean, the, the price moves in, in currencies have been interesting because some of them make sense and some of them don't make too much sense. Like, for instance, uh, I think you mentioned mm. at the start that the Kiwi has been the, the outperformer um, and the Aussie dollar not, not far behind, uh, both up over, you know, one and a half or just a little bit more, one and a half percent. So um, when you think about the, the risk aversion that we've seen in markets and the volatility, particularly uh, not only in rates, but also in the equity market, uh, typically, you know, those in the Kiwi don't tend to perform so well. So um, there is a little bit of maybe yeah. people taking risk off and, and uh, unwinding those short positions. We knew that the Aussie dollar, for instance, there was quite a significant short position, not so much in the Kiwi, and yet the Kiwi is the one that's outperforming. So that is kind of a, a, a bit of an unexplainable outcome, if you like. Uh, well, but it's, it's, a, it's a vote of, of the, confidence in the Australian banking sector. That's what it is, Rodrigo. Let's not be coy about this. They, yes, yes that's <laughs> They're saying, you know, much less chance of contagion. So if we're looking for safety, maybe, uh, you know, down under is the place to be. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, and as you mentioned, that sterling, we, we thought sterling was, was due for a bit of a repricing. All those news around the Northern Ireland agreement uh, with Europe and, and the UK have been mm. positive and should be seen as positive. And yet the, the pound was sort of slow to react to that. So maybe now the, yeah. the market's become a bit more comfortable. But certainly yeah. overall, the, the big, big move in, in, in yields is a massive weight on, on, on the dollar and the repricing of what the Fed may do is also a significant factor that uh, is weighing on the dollar. And it, it makes sense to see the dollar uh, weaker across the board. Right. Okay. So final question. We get the NAB business survey today. Uh, we know the RBA keeps an eye on this one. Uh, we saw business confidence rising last time. But if the Fed is easing off, then presumably 
the pressure is off the RBA a little bit as well. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how much of their path forward is determined by overseas central banks as much as it is by local market conditions. So if we see local market conditions sort of looking okay and overseas banks easing off, you see what I'm saying? Does that mean the RBA can uh, sort of like moderate their approach? Um, yeah, uh, but again, it's, it's those inflation dynamics that really, really matter. Uh, we got to remember that uh, as much as Governor Lowe really wants to protect all the gains, particularly in the labor market since, since the pandemic, you know, core inflation in Australia is super high. 6.9 is, is way too high. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are very far away from where we want to be. So um, that's why the governor talked about this very important data releases, including the NAP survey, that hopefully will, will bring good news. Uh, so the NAP survey is not just about business conditions and, and how well business are doing today and, and the outlook but also about those cost pressures that uh, we've seen in the survey. So importantly, the, the, those cost pressures have been declining in recent months and, and further declines uh, will be welcome for, for the RBA and, and, and will reinforce uh, that argument that the RBA can afford to wait and see how things play out before hiking again. Uh, but inflation is still elevated and, and we still think that the RBA has a little bit more work to do in terms of uh, having to lift the cash rate to to tame the inflation dynamics in Australia. Well, everyone's treading very carefully, aren't they, to see what breaks next. Uh, we'll watch with interest. Uh, good to talk, Rodrigo. See you soon. Thanks, Phil. Cheers. So is this a storm in a teacup or is it the start of something bigger? Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? You have to be glued to the morning call every morning. I'm back again tomorrow morning. I'm Phil Dobby for now. See you then.